This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Have you ever wondered what it's like to bite into nerds' gummy clusters? They're fruity. They're tangy. They're gummy. And they're crunchy. Nerds Gummy Clusters, a union of fruity sweet gummy and tangy crunchy nerds. Unleash your senses. Shop now at nerdscandy.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this bonus episode from the I Can't Believe I Get Paid to Do This podcast from BBC Good Food. Get ready for some trade secrets direct from this week's expert guest. You can pause this episode at any time to make notes. And for more information, visit bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcasts. I am going to start by just debunking a couple of myths that are really important to understand if you want to develop great products. Um, And then I'm going to talk to you through the process of developing great products. As far as I know, I mean, I've never had any training. There isn't officially any training to develop great products, but this is what I've picked up along the way. But I think the the two myths I'd like to debunk, first of all, um, is that coming up with an idea for a food product is the tough bit. Actually, Um, That's the easiest bit. The ideas constantly flow. And honestly, I get hundreds of letters or emails a year from people with great ideas, great recipes. And I read every single one because within those, there are some, some fabulous ideas. But actually, what you're trying to do when you're creating a great product is solve a problem. So the second myth is that um, a great idea or a great recipe makes a great product. Um, Now, that isn't the case at all. And and it's linked to the first point I made that you're trying to solve a problem for customers. So many, many people write to me and say, my family love this recipe. All my friends say it would make a great product. And it is. It's a really, really beautiful recipe, but it's not actually solving a problem for anyone. And that's really the first stage of developing great products is you have to have a reason for the idea that you've got. And actually, it normally works the other way around. So you unlock 
the problem you're trying to solve. And the way that you do that is through very deep research. It's about understanding customers. It's about understanding what's going on in the market. It's about understanding trends. Um, it's analyzing previous products that you've launched. Um, and it's really just keeping your finger on the pulse and thinking, right, there's a problem here that we need to solve, or there's a really big trend coming through. And the reason it's a trend is because it's solving a problem for people. And I'll give you a good example here. So um, we discovered last year during lockdown, I mean, it was, it was the biggest year I've ever seen for customer behaviours changing. You know, we were forced into doing things differently. And I haven't seen things shift so quickly. But at Marks & Spencer, we've got a great business. We do fabulous, what we call party food, which is the packs of sort of 12 or 14 little bits and pieces that you would, you know, really use a lot during the Christmas period. You've got friends coming over for a party. So last year we thought, well, everybody's locked in. This just isn't going to be the year for party food. It was our biggest, biggest year ever. And the reason being is a new customer occasion had been created. And what was happening is, I'm going to call it a picky tea. But what was happening is people were stuck inside with their family you know, they wanted to break up the week. It was mundane. You'd get to Friday night. They'd go into Marks and Spencer's. They'd buy a load of snacks, put it out on the carpet or on the table in front of the TV, and they'd have a family night, and they'd call it a picky tea or a TV um, snacky tea or something like that. And that really um, was a new occasion that we hadn't seen in that extent before, and really understanding that. And that occasion actually has stayed on, and we're still seeing customers really buying that pick and mix type food that all the family can eat and all they can all love. So that's a good example for me of where we identified a new opportunity and we've created some great products to support it. Um, so, so that's stage one. Stage two, and this is my favourite bit, is the creative stage. Um, and if you're a product developer, this is the real fun. But this is the bit that everybody thinks we do all the time, but it's only one of five stages. So um, this is where you've identified there's an opportunity, you know what product you're trying to create, but you've got to create the best version of it. And what this involves is a huge amount of creation, benchmarking, looking at packaging, um, creating recipes. There's deep research. Um, we use experts if we haven't got experts in the building. So for example, if we're doing a specific cuisine, um, at the moment, Korean food is is very um, hot for people, not hot as in the chilli sense. So um, we're working with a wonderful lady called Judy Jew, who's really teaching us about the culture, about the history, about the recipes, ingredients and processes, because we really, uh, at M&S, we really do that deep research to understand what's behind this recipe to make sure that it tastes the best. So that's the creation. This is all happening in the kitchen at the moment. We're working with an amazing team of chefs. We're working with an amazing team of experts. And that's where we create the product. That's kind of like the, the birth, the, well, not the birth stage, that's getting pregnant stage. <laughs> and then you get into the bit that people don't understand, which makes a difference between a great recipe in the kitchen and something that makes a fabulous product. And that stage three is called feasibility. So stage three, feasibility, that's all about testing. This is the really, really tough bit. So we need to make sure that the product is legal. We need to make sure it's safe. We need to be make sure that it can be made to the right quality, the quality we've set in the kitchen, kitchen in a very large scale. We need to make sure it can be transported. Um, we need to be make sure it can be sold at a price that customers are willing to pay for it. You know, 
customers aren't silly. They know what great value for money is. And quite a lot of products start off in the kitchen, but you know, you you price, you cost them and price them. And we know that they're at prices that people would never pay. So you have to go and rework that. We have to make sure that they can last long enough at the great quality to be convenient for customers. Um, And this is without doubt the most difficult stage of product development. And we do lose ideas at this stage. We do lose concepts. If we can't match that kitchen sample that we've created, we'll stop it. We will never, ever compromise. Um, And that's a really, really important thing for for us at Marks Dispensers. But our production sites are basically very large kitchens. So um, the bit that's that's really challenging is, is recipes don't react in the way that you would expect when you start to scale them up. So um, you don't just times it by 100 or times it by 1,000. You have to do a lot of work with our production facilities to really make sure that you're faithfully recreating the product you started in the kitchen. So testing, testing, testing for stage three. Stage four, now this is probably the second most exciting stage for um, a product developer because this is when you launch your product. And honestly, I don't think there's any greater feeling when the first product that you've developed, your baby, makes it onto the counter. And I can remember um, my first one, I can remember going and standing by a fridge and listening to customers picking it up and talking about it. And I would say, I did that. But actually, it's a really, really satisfying um, experience to launch a product, see it on the shelf, see people interacting with it, you know, watching what's happening to the sales. Has it been successful? Has it not been successful? So that launch is is a really, really um, exciting time. And there's a lot of um, what we call quality control where you're keeping very close because it's a new product to make sure that it's consistently being made day in, day out, as you would like it to, and working very, very closely with our supplier partners to ensure that happens. So you've launched it and... Phase five is stage five is the review stage. And that's whether you assess whether it's been a success um, and you decide what to do next. And um, sometimes not every product is a success. Um, It's actually very, very different, difficult to create successful new products. And I won't share the percentage of success, but it's probably lower than you think. But you do learn a lot. So um, you'll learn, you know, what customers are saying, how they're interacting, Sometimes you've got the wrong time. So, for example, sushi, we launched three times before the the market was ready for it. Um, Sometimes you've got it in the wrong stores. You know, we might be selling it in um, a a transport, a railway station store, and we need to put it into a a bigger out-of-town store. So there's lots of different things that you're looking at um, to make sure that you can make that product as successful as possible. But what you then do is you do a complete review, you analyse what's going on, and you feed that back in to the strategy stage for the next cycle. So, um, and that's your complete loop. And I hope that helps. So the the five stages, it's made it sound quite mechanical, but you are, as a product developer, you're very immersed in food every single day. Um, You do have to really keep your finger on the pulse. One of the ways I do is through Instagram. And for those of you who want to know more about what I'm cooking at the moment and get a few little sneak previews, it's um, at April Preston and Co. And uh, you'll see a few things that other people haven't seen if if you start following me.